0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أجمعين كتاب imam الصالحين سيدنا النووي رحمه الله تعالى ونفعنا به ameen آمين إلى انقال is حديث number twelve عن أبي عبد الرحمن عبد الله بن عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنهما so you notice here that we mention the Sahabi whose father is also from the Sahaba we say رَلِيَ اللَّهُ in the dual and so the rawi of this the narrator of this hadith is the great son of Sayyidina Umar Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar and they mention about him that he was born uh, one year before the Prophet before the Bi'tha before the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Uh, was sent as a prophet and messenger and he became Muslim with his father in Mecca when he was very young and he migrated with his father and he was unable to fight in the Battle of Badr because he was too young and he was even in the Battle of Uhud is that he was too young, he was only 14 years old and the Prophet returned him it was only until the Battle of the Trench, the Khandaq where the Prophet permitted him to fight and then after that he was in every single one of the battles with the Prophet wasallam, and that uh, he was one of the great companions. He was especially concerned with the sunnah of our Prophet in great detail and he would that do exactly what the Prophet would do. And that he was especially well known for uh, that knowing the rights of Hajj and Umrah. And um, it's mentioned that he performed hajj 60 times, and he performed 1,000 umras. And they say he spent uh, 60 years giving fatwa amongst the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. And he's also from one of those who narrate a lot of hadith, the Muqtid Nima He narrates 1,630 hadith of our Prophet ﷺ. And the amazing thing is, is that if you look at the lifespans of those who narrate a lot of hadith, is that they lived a long time after the prophethood, which enabled them to continue to transmit their knowledge to the companions, and then that to the generation after the companions, which is the tabi'in. So, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Amr is one of the, the great sahaba of Rasulullah, and that uh, one of the difference of opinion about what is the golden chain of transmission, but in the mutawatir Marik, is that you'll see this chain very often. Is that that Malik and Nafi' and that Ibn Umar. And according to some of the scholars of hadith, this is the golden chain. And it's all throughout the Mauti ibn Malik, this blessed chain. And you know that what you're about to hear is authentic when you hear those blessed names in the narration. So he narrates this hadith and he says it, to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that I heard the Messenger of Allah say, and this is the hadith of Tawassu Bil A'mal, of asking Allah Taala, ta'ala that to that, uh, grant you something by virtue of something that you've done. So it says, And um, I'll just read, actually I'll read the whole hadith in Arabic, and then I'm going to just read the English after it. فَانْحَضَرَتْ حضرت صخرة من الجبل فَسَدَّتْ عليهم الغار. فقالن لا ينجيكم من هذه الصخرة إلا أن تدعوا الله بصادق معكم. قال رجل منهم اللهم كان لي شيخان كبراني وكنت لا أغبiku قبلهما أهلا ولا مالا. فنأبي طلب شجر يوما فلم أرحب عليهما حتى ناما. فحلبت لهما نائمين. فكرحت أن أوقذهما وأن أغبق قبلهما أهلا أمالا فلبثت والقدح في على يدي أنتظر استيقاظهما حتى برك الفجر والصبي يتغ يتضاغون عند قدمي فاستيقظا فشربا غبوكهما اللهم من كنت فعل ذلك ابتغاء وجهك ففرج عنا ما نحن فيه من هذه صخرة فانفرجت شيئا لا يستطيعون الخروج منه قال الآخر اللهم إنه كان لابنة عم كانت تحب ناسي لي وفي رواية كنت أحبها كالشدي ما يحب رجال النساء فأردها على نفسها فامتنعت مني حتى ألمت بها سنه من السنين فجاءتني فعطيتها إشرين ومئة دينار على أن تخلي بيني وبين نفسها ففعلت حتى إذا قدرت عليها وفي رواية فلما قعدت بين رجليها قالت اتخ الله ولا تفضل خاتم إلا بحقه فانصرفت عنها ويحب ناس إلي وتركت ذهب الذي أعطيتها اللهم إن كنت فعلت ذلك ابتغاء والشك فافرج عن ما نهن فيه فانفجرت, فانفجرت الصخرة غير أنهم لا يستطيعون الخروج منها وقال الثالث اللهم استجلت أجراء وأعطيتهم أجرهم غير الرجل واحد ترك الذي له وذهب فثمرت أجره حتى كثرت منه الاموال فجاءني بعدهين فقال يا عبد الله ادي الي اجري فقلت كل ما ترام من اجرك من الابري والبكر والغنم والرقيق فقال يا عبد الله لا تسته... لا تستهزئ بي فقلت لا استهزئ بك فاخذه كله فاستاقه فلم يترك منه شيئا اللهم ان كنت فاعلت ذلك بوجهك ففرج عنا ما نحن فيه فانفرجت الصخر فخرجوا يمشون متفقون عليه so this hadith says That three people From a nation of the past Were t- walking And took refuge In a cave for the night A rock from the mountain Fell A big boulder At the mouth of the cave And trapped them therein They said The only thing That will save you From this rock Is your supplication To Allah Azzawajal By virtue Of your good deeds So if you notice here This is the first thing That they realized These were people That had an understanding Of their deen In this very difficult predicament. <laughs> the only thing that's going to get you out of this situation, i.e. that boulder that has now trapped you in, is that if you have to turn to Allah, ask Him by the righteous deeds that you've done. And if you think about the context of the Hadith, the Prophet is praising this. i.e. because this is in the chapter of sincerity. These are all deeds that they did sincerely for the sake of Allah and as a result it was a means for them to get out of that predicament that they were in. And likewise, this is for all of our states. If we're ever in a very difficult situation, this is a time where that we can ask Allah to, barakuta, to buy things that we've done that we hope that we were sincere in them. And it will be a means to get us out of that particular situation. So the purpose of mentioning this is so that you and I can be encouraged to be sincere in all of our... that in all of our deeds and everything is that we do. Not so that we can use it when <laughs> that we're in need, but if we ever are in need, then this is something that is clearly permissible. Tawassu al-A'mal, there is that not really any ikhtilaf and difference of opinion amongst, amongst the scholars. Uh, is that even when some people that uh, uh, speak about other types of tawassu, tawassu al-A'mal is something that is clearly acceptable. And then the... Uh, It's another discussion of getting into other types of tawassal. So this is an encouragement to be sincere, but then to also, if someone's in that type of situation, to also do the same. So the hadith goes on to say, One of them said, Oh Allah, I had extremely old parents, and it was my habit that I never gave milk to my family and others family members before giving it to them. One day, I went far off in search of grazing pastures, and I returned late in the evening. I found that my parents had already fallen asleep. I milked their drink, hmm, as was my habit. So he basically that uh, that milked the animals that he took the uh, the uh, the milk from, and that he brought it to them. I did not want to awaken them from their sleep, and I also did not want to give it to my family before giving it to my parents. I remained standing with the bowl in my hands, waiting for them to wake up. When dawn broke, the children were crying at my feet out of hunger. But I waited until they both awoke and drank the milk. Oh Allah, if I did this for your pleasure, then rescue us from this cave by removing this rock. It opened slightly, but they were unable to get out. So just imagine that. That he refused to drink the milk or let his crying children who were in need of the milk drink before him. So he spent the entire night holding the milk the bowl of milk, and making sure that his parents that drank first. The second person said, Oh Allah, I had a cousin who I loved passionately. Another narration has, I loved her as passionately as a man could ever love a woman. I tried to seduce her, but she refused me. Eventually one year she was reduced to poverty and was forced to come to me for assistance. I gave her 120 dinars as gold coins on condition that she yield herself to me. She agreed, but when I had full control over her, In another narration, when I was about to engage in relations with her, she said, Fear Allah and do not break the seal unlawfully. So I turned away from her despite the fact that I loved her so passionately, and I also left the gold which I had given her. Oh Allah, if I did this for your pleasure, rescue us from this cave by removing this rock. It opened slightly, but they were still unable to get out. And this is a situation where someone's about to do a ma'asiyah. Remember the hadith that we just took is whoever intends to do a good a bad deed and then refrains. It becomes a good deed. So someone's right on the verge of falling into haram, and they just have fear of Allah, and they leave that haram out of fear of Allah ta'ala. That's one of the great, that uh, that's one of the great acts that someone can do, and that the greatest dhikr of all is to remember the ruling of Allah taala in any given situation that we're in, and to avoid what is prohibited. And then the third person said, "Oh Allah." I hired some laborers and paid them their wages, except for one man who left without taking what was due to him. I investigated his wage and it increased greatly in value. He came to me after some time and said, O oh, servant of Allah, pay me my wage. I said, all these camels, cows, sheeps and slaves that you see are part of your wage. He said, O oh, servant of Allah, do not make fun of me. I replied, I am not making fun of you. He then took them all and led them away without leaving behind anything. In other words, he hired someone, two people he paid, one person, that uh, uh, invested his money for him and made more money off of that wage and then gave him all of the proceeds. Olaf if I did this for your pleasure, rescue us from this cave by removing this rock. The rock moved away completely and they were able to walk free. And this is again uh, the characteristic of these individuals that stands out is that they were all, those acts that they did were sincerely for the sake of Allah, may we be sincere in everything it is that we do, and to be good to our parents, avoid all haram, and to take care of people, to do things that are in the service of people, that pleases our Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next chapter will be on repentance.